Welcome on back into the Slinging Sports Podcast. Your host, Jake Finnerty, your co-host, Wally McKeon. Wally, we're coming down to the end of it, maybe. Season 2 might be coming to an end soon. Yeah, the, the time here in Syracuse, New York, for Season 2 is dwindling a little bit. We don't have a final uh, episode date for the season yet, but we're... We're reaching that point. It's almost on the horizon. Yeah, um, you know, you're getting uh, moving up in the world. You're moving up to a higher position at camp this yeah. summer. So, um, you know, got a lot of duties going on. I may be taking on another internship. We'll see what happens there. But season two, can't wait to see what we have locked for season three, though, when it comes Yeah, back. right? Like, it's crazy how much we evolved from the first season to the second season. I mean, you know. Can't you wait could, to see what's in store. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a lot of music in the backgrounds in some of these episodes. Yeah. Um, maybe not asked for, but <laughs> uh, with that being said, we're gonna talk about our lives a bit. Talk about what's been going on. What is your highlight of the week? I just uh, mentioned this before we started recording, and I'm a big fan of the weather, and I think it's an easy conversation starter. So much. I also, I make fun of people a little bit who say. You see the weather for this upcoming weekend? I don't care about it, though. It's an easy conversation start, and I love it. Uh, 80s and sunny Friday here in sunny Syracuse, New York. I'm going to be in my backyard enjoying the sun, um, working on my Do, tan. Doing a little some, a little cookout again? Perhaps. We'll speak to the roomies, okay. see what okay. they're up to, but <laughs> it'll, be, uh, it'll be nice. I'm looking forward to the weather, definitely. Yeah, the weather is always a positive. Um, I cannot wait for it to hit uh, 80s again back here in Syracuse because... Yeah. My God, these last three days have been, been rough. Tough. It's been it back in back night. in the 40s. Yeah, it was snowing. Um, I actually didn't know that until I woke up, and it was a bit slick on the ground walking mm-hmm. to walking back to classes today. But yeah. um, no, I'm very excited for this weekend. Uh, this Friday, Dave Portnoy coming up. You know, now that I'm a big 21 year old man, yeah. um, I'm able to go out to the bars. So hopefully, hopefully see him. Day. Some of the some of the other barstool people that are going to be in. Uh, excited for that. Don't know how we're the best bar town, but I guess we are. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not 21. I don't know much about the bar scene here at Syracuse, but it is not a it is not best bar town worthy. Yeah, uh, I don't love think it love is. Go, love going out here in Syracuse because you know obviously where else would I go out? I'm at Syracuse, <laughs> uh, but um, no, it's uh, it's really not uh, the best bar town worthy. I guess we won though, so maybe it is. Uh, but also this this uh, Saturday. Maybe entering a little pong tournament at the bar as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and Colin put in our friend Colin uh, put in for for a team. So we'll see if we get accepted to that. We'll find out tomorrow. You got a good very weekend. Excited. Very very good, good college weekend. weekend. Oh, it's gonna be. I was gonna say it is gonna be a good college, college. weekend. It's like a very yeah. college weekend. <laughs> With that being said, we're gonna head into some speedy slings, and uh, I hate to start out like this, but um, you know we have to address the tragedy that happened, and that is the. Uh, you know, abrupt passing of Chris Smith, former NFL player, current XFL player. Yeah. Um, he's 31. Yeah. And I feel really bad. He has a daughter and uh, his daughter's mother lost her life a couple of years ago as well. Um, so our thoughts and prayers go out to not only Chris Smith's family, but his daughter, parents, everyone involved in the situation. Um, it's always terrible. Yeah. His Again, his daughter especially. I think she's only about four years old yeah, um, right now. Young. So. Um, heavy hearts, uh, sending out very, very strong prayers to everyone. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the sports a bit, the XFL has its final week of the season ahead of it. Yeah, and uh, the gap has kind of only gotten larger among the the playoff teams from the non playoff teams. The team that's in fifth place, um, I was looking at the standings a little while ago, is two games out of that last uh, playoff spot, meaning it's not happening. 
Um, I don't think that's the what the XFL exactly wants to go into the last week and everything solidified. But maybe I'll tune into a playoff game. I haven't been following along that much, but I saw Ben DiNucci had like a 70-yard passing touchdown. He did, he did. So there's something. <laughs> um, the Sea Dragons and the Battlehawks are basically fighting for – or the like those two are going to be going at it for that last spot. Uh, Arlington is basically locked in. I don't see any other reason that they wouldn't be in. Uh, they're a game and a half above the Brahmas, I think, or two games ahead of them. So mm-hmm. really nothing uh, up in the air in the south. But in the north, could be a dogfight this weekend. Yeah, a little bit. Things can, things can change around. Very excited for that. Yeah. Uh, Going to some golf, of course, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick winning the RBC Heritage this weekend in Hildenhead. Yeah, and I saw your boy, Jordan Spieth, uh, pretty much had it in the bag. He did. He fumbled it a bit. And, and uh, uh, he was actually well, he was actually the reigning champ from last year yeah. wearing the plaid jacket. Because it was on Easter, Yeah, I believe. Last year it was on Easter. Yes. Um, yeah, I saw that he had a putt and uh, went in the hole and swung Spieth, right back out. Spieth did move back into the top 10 uh, global rankings. He's at, he's ranked at 9. I think it's the first time in about five years that he's that he's back in that spot since 2018 so very excited he's been playing great golf as of late i think it's just a matter of time until he actually you know raises a trophy very soon and he's he's right there so i'm hoping he can pull it through i've been playing a lot of wii sports golf as of late and speaking a matter of time well you you were asking to get out on the course too Uh, yeah i still want to do it i went to the driving range yeah wait you didn't even update us us. i didn't end up going to the course because my girlfriend's in a boot. She wouldn't have been able to do the entire course. It's okay, though. But we went to the driving range. I had the time of my life. Getting some swings in. That's yeah. all it is. I love the game of golf. The um, driving range is so fun because you don't have to worry about putting and getting it on the, yeah. on the green. You just get to enjoy you just yourself. Get to, you just get to hit golf Smack balls. Smack some balls. Yeah, exactly. That's all. That's what it's all about. Um, I went to the driving range last week and really, really loved it. And then I went out for a round the next day. And Made I was it? like, I can't believe my shot is just this terrible today <laughs> so um stick at the driving range as long as you can <laughs> uh moving on we're gonna go to the mlb and the tampa bay rays kept their streak alive up until 13 games and then yeah. they lost back to back games to toronto yeah and ended up losing the series and then they got absolutely dunked on by cincinnati reds team lost the first game of that series eight uh to one they're three and three in the last six games uh they beat cincinnati today have come back down to earth um, and obviously they weren't going to win forever. They're not going to go undefeated. But they have still been by far the most dominant team in baseball um, on really both sides of the ball. They have a 2.72 ERA uh, in the entire team, starting rotation and bullpens, the second best in baseball, tied for the least runs allowed, um, and from an offensive side, tied for the league lead in batting average with your Philadelphia Phillies, which kind of surprised which me. Which is crazy, um, which got, I'll get into in a little bit. But. They've got the most home runs by nine, nine more than any other team, and they've scored 25 more runs than anyone else in the MLB. They have been dominant uh, in all of those three games that they've dropped. Yeah, however, you know, you, you, uh, um, we didn't talk much about their pitching, but Jeffrey Springs getting Tommy John surgery out for the mm-hmm. rest of the year, and yeah. he, he was leading the league and uh, whip, which takes a hit. I yeah, don't think it big hit. Big hit to your rotation. But I feel like they're going to be fine. I mean, they've from, had a young rota- a young stud in Taj Bradley coming up. He's been yeah. phenomenal in this first two games. Again, it's only first two or two small or three at this size. point. I think so. Small sample size, um, but he's been great in his his first couple debuts. Um, excited to see what he does. 
and we'll see uh, who slides into that fifth rotational spot now for them. I don't think that they're going to maintain the 15 and 3 pace. No, I don't, I don't think so either, but um, they're a very, ex I mean, they're an experienced team, Wander Franco especially, yeah. definitely putting it together for the now first time, and, you know, knock on wood that he doesn't get an injury. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I, it, they're an exciting team to watch, as always. Uh, moving next, Cody Bellinger. He's been, you know, talk of the town a couple years in a row was that he was falling. He was mm -hmm. gone. He wasn't up to his MVP caliber self. Is he back? He's had a very good start to the season. Yeah, he has. And when you go five for five in a game, it's definitely fair to say that someone is back. And he did that against Oakland on Monday. Um, he's batting over 300 on the season. He's on pace to have his best season since his MVP campaign in 2019. Um it is early, though. When we talk a lot about small sample sizes early on in the season, it's always a thing in every sport that we discuss. Um, I don't think he's going to end up slashing 300 and hit 47 home runs and have 115 Which, RBIs. I mean, he didn't necessarily do his MVP season either, but... That is what he did. His MVP year. Oh, he, had, he hit over That's 300? He hit. he hit over 347 home runs and okay, 115 well, RBIs. Well, I, I, I knew the home runs part, but I didn't know he, said he hit over 300. Uh -huh. Okay, well, now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, I know. That's okay. Like, people forget how good he was for that one year. 2020, it's a shortened season. Obviously, the statistics are going to be a little wonky. And he was injured in 2021. He just had a down year last year, change of scenery in Chicago. I think it's fair. I mean, I think I think it's now. fair to say he's back. I like what Chicago's done bringing him in, putting Dansby Swanson on the roster. You know, they've the the Cubs had a little bit of a, a rebuild like ish. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. more of like a retooling. Yeah. Once they had to say bye to Rizzo and Bryant mm -hmm. and Baez, you know, those core three. Yeah, and um bringing guys like that in, it's it really puts a light into your franchise superstars that maybe are going underappreciated and want a new want to change of scenery playing in a historic ballpark like Ridley blah, like Wrigley um Bellinger though making his return to LA it would be this past weekend and uh robbing a home run there I thought it was pretty funny they were booing him for robbing a home run um after giving him a standing ovation but just joking tables. around with them the yeah. turntables of sports uh Excited to see that he's back, though. One of the most exciting players to yeah. watch, and yeah. especially exciting to watch in that MVP year, mm -hmm. considering I didn't even realize he hit over 300. Yeah. Um, we did not write this down, but this literally just happened. Max Scherzer getting ejected today for using Some an illegal sort of substance. Illegal foreign substance. Um, you know. I see a lot of stuff with the aces of baseball. I see a lot with Garrett Cole as a Yankee fan about the substance Yeah, I thing. mean, previous stuff and that he's done. I'm going to talk about it for a second, like when we talk about the Yankees with what went on with Domingo Armand over the weekend, but I don't know where the line is drawn. I don't know the rules enough. It just seems weird that sometimes players are able to get away with it. I know the MLB cracked down on it in the last couple of years, but I'm still not. I don't know. It seems a little inconsistent. Uh, it is inconsistent to me. Obviously, they started doing the glove and hand checks after every single inning, but yeah. there's definitely ways that they can hide it. I mean, they even check behind their ears and stuff like that now. Every, after every single inning, they have to take their hats off and stuff. It's a little much. So it's, it's weird. It is a bit much. Um, but I think, you know, if you're going to ban it, then it's a good way to keep the game, you know, in check. Even. Yeah. But there's definitely ways to get around it. Seeing aces like Max Scherzer and. I mean, Garrett Cole, have, there's been history there, mm -hmm. but seeing that all go down, it's kind of weird to me. I mean, Scherzer, like, I guess he, he could have been using it and, and needed it, but, like, 
Scherzer's a guy I don't really think needs sticky stuff no. to make his make been, their movement and everything you, like when that. When you've been at the top of the game for what ten plus years, yeah, now, um, seems odd. Uh, on three different teams at that, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And especially he's a Met now, so <laughs> very much don't really care if he gets Mets ejected. Met. So Mets are gonna Met. Uh, the Phillies struggling to get into a rhythm. Um, as of late, of course, losing three in a row, and obviously it took them a while to get that first win. But, like you said earlier, leading the league in batting average, have two guys in the top five in average, that is Brandon Marsh and Bryson Stott, the two guys that probably you wouldn't have expected looking Just at last year. Just as we all predicted. Um, well, I predicted Bryson Stott was going to have his <laughs> breakout year. I did. Uh, Bryson Stott actually, when he got a hit in the first game of their doubleheader yesterday, broke the Phillies' record for longest hitting streak to start a season with wow. 17 games that's pretty good that's a good and then streak. he didn't get a hit in the 18th game so <laughs> it's a good thing he got one in that 17th game yeah uh, they record. won the first game of, of that doubleheader they won today five to two turner getting his first home run as a philly mm-hmm. uh brandon marsh also getting a home run brandon marsh also leading the national league in ops i want to say so that's surprising he's a he's they've been playing very good these role players are stepping up i mean like you say role players in baseball but because you, th- you think superstars, you have like utility guys. Yeah. But you have um, Marsh, Marsh and Stott stepping up, doing exactly what they need to do, and I'm loving it right now. Even if they're not winning games, they're showing promise, especially through these young guys. They're going to get in a rhythm. It's a long season. We, we talk about small sample size. This is a small sample size right now at 8 and 11. Yeah. Um, and Bryce Harper and Ranger Suarez are nearing a return. They were just in a simulated game yesterday, Bryce hitting off of Ranger. So... Those two guys, when they return, this Philly squad is going to look beefed up a bit more. Yeah. And and, and Bryce Harper looking to play first. I mentioned well. that last week. Yeah. You can, you can always throw in something to do with Bryce. Yeah, He's always of course. got something going on. And my favorite statistic of the week, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are one of three teams to have the same record as a convenience store. That is 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Um, the Phillies, uh, Cardinals, and Chicago White Sox are those three teams that get to enjoy the 7-Eleven privilege. Well, they were only at 7-Eleven for a little bit. Now they're at eight, <laughs> now they're at, they are at 8-Eleven. They just they just won uh, within the past hour. That's so. too bad then. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to I you. I enjoyed the 7-Eleven for a second. Oh right. Uh, I was say I, w- I was gonna let you lead yourself into it, but uh, the Yankees <laughs> only te- only team that's won every single series thus far. Yeah, I lagged out for a second there. Um, <laughs> he blanked. You blanked. I did. Oh. I totally did. Um, well, not quite won every series, but haven't lost every series. Okay. So yes. They split yes. the four game series with Minnesota over the weekend, two apiece. Dropped the first two. Uh, gave up the most runs uh, in the first inning in franchise not franchise history, but for the most runs in like fifty years, I think. Um, absolute disaster and uh they're going to be doomed they still are and they will be whenever clark schmidt starts he's given up 14 runs and 14 in a third of an inning i wanted to bring that up to you i thought clark schmidt was supposed to be a reliever he is but he's been slotted in instead of carlos rodon okay rodon is injured and he's working his way back he was uh so when rodon comes back you think he'll be gone okay or really even if severino comes back before then schmidt's gone whichever those two come back first schmidt's out and then when the other one comes back, Domingo Armand is going to be gone. Do you well. think Do you think Schmidt will be better when he works his way into the yeah, bullpen role? Yeah, he's not a starting pitcher okay. whatsoever. That's good Good because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah. But, uh, you um, do, you no, do not want him as a starter. Le- legitimately, like, I – because obviously he has been kind of like one of the Yankees' promises as a – uh, as a prospect as a pitching pitcher, pitching for years which they have not had many which of. they brought they brought him up 
and now he was in the starting spot and it was weird to me seeing him start i actually had no clue and i forgot rodan was hurt at yeah, that point that's why and that's why armand yeah. domingo armand again had his sticky substances business uh where the umpires made him wash his hands but they didn't eject him and then he does wash oh his hands. so it was like a it was like a warning i didn't yeah. even see that they made but like he was you whatever i don't know what it's called like rosin 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 yeah like the rosin bag yes like i guess he was abusing it or something and like i didn't know you could only use it however many times exactly so to my understanding that's what he was using or he was using the one in the dugout something was going on um and then the umpires made him wash his hands but they didn't eject him and he did wash his hands and his velocity went down by like two miles per hour so it did make an impact coincidentally but also it was like the fourth inning um he pitched five innings of perfect ball, 15 up, 15 down. I don't know. I don't care. Either way, Domingo Armand's going to lose his job when both Severino and Rodon are back. Um, and I just want to throw one more thing in regarding pitching, is that Garrett Cole is pitching like a Cy Young winner, really for the first time. And he's been on as that a Yankee, line, as yes. a Yankee. As a Yankee, I mean, yes. As the, the way that they signed him, the reason they signed him. Um, and he's been plenty good each year that he's been there, but this is really the first time that he's broken through. Um, I think he's given up one run through his first yeah. four five starts whatever it is four starts i think um he's been phenomenal and the pitching top to bottom yankees have been phenomenal well i mean again last year was one of the best rotations in baseball mm-hmm. um the entire year regardless of cole being even like last year uh, you could argue that nestor was the ace yeah well, very over, much so yeah it was a fair argument in terms of statistics nestor was better yeah. than garrett cole um cole was still the starter uh game one starter in the playoffs and that's who which, your which guy's going is, to be. I mean, it's it's known now that obviously yeah. he's going to be that guy, though. Um, which makes complete sense, but this is the year that I've really seen him been dominant. And every year he's going to be, like, around 3 yeah. ERA, but now we're looking at, who knows, sub 2. Small, small sample size, but yes, we'll see. Again. We'll see. <laughs> uh, NFL, the commanders, the day after we recorded, agree to finally sell the team. Yeah, we can finally rejoice. As, as we always say, good riddance. Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't know we always say that, but now we're saying it. Well, we um, well we do say don't be a dirtbag. We say that all the, the time. One, that's the common saying on this podcast. Yeah. Um, no, it's great news. Everyone hates Dan Snyder. Now Washington can move forward. Very happy. Very happy for that selling. Um, other, other big uh, money news, I guess. Yeah. Jalen Hurts inking the biggest NFL contract for a quarterback. And... The first no-trade clause in Eagles history. Yeah, and he gets a $110 million at signing, guaranteed, which is just an insane amount of money that I cannot even comprehend. And what's so interesting to me, and we not even just me, everyone always talks about the quarterback market and did the Giants overpay for Daniel Jones. I did that round a month ago <laughs> when they extended him. I don't need to talk about that. But once again, it resets the quarterback market. Now Jalen Hurts is the highest paid. And there are guys, Joe Burrow, Justin, uh, Justin Herbert. They're and Lamar the is still not even getting paid Lamar yet. as well. But like Burrow and Herbert, they're both now eligible for contract extensions um, beginning in May, I think, or May, June, whatever. Yeah. Sometime this summer. There's a very high chance that one of them breaks Hurts' mark immediately. And then very, very soon after that, next year, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence yeah. getting his very, very yeah, big extension. I don't, I don't know about that part. <laughs> but, I mean, like. Good for Jalen Hurts. He deserves the money. That's awesome. The Eagles have their guy. Sure, fine. I just Andy. think. I just think when we talk about the quarterback market, it's always going to be constantly evolving. 
Oh, and for sure. I don't. I don't even. I don't want to bring in like the outside world, but inflation is a real thing, and that's why the cap hit goes up every year. It's inflation. It's no, a real and, thing. and and that is like very much true. I think when you look at this Hertz deal, I think you look back, and now you have to look at the Mahomes deal, and like they basically have a steal they on Patrick steal. Mahomes. Um, Jalen Hurts again. A guy that the Eagles won around for a while. He proved his worth this year. Yeah. He proved what he can do. He's an MVP caliber player, top five quarterback in the league at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that he does is going to be great, and now he's inked. He wants to be in Philly, but with all of these other guys coming soon, he's gonna slide he, down. I would that say ranking. he's gonna he's gonna be three or four by the end of the summer. It looks yeah. like. Allen Robinson that uh, was traded to Pittsburgh official today. Yeah, and I put on my notes yawn. And the reason I put yawn is because Pittsburgh has had so many solid wide receivers. And I use the word solid since Antonio Brown, that entire debacle. I don't need to talk about that. But they just have solid receivers. Claypool, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens could become more than solid. Throw in Allen Robinson. They just don't have, like, that clear number one like they had with AB in the days of your Antonio Brown, not Antonio Brown, uh, Santonio Holmes, Heinz Ward. Like that clear-cut guy, they haven't had that for for a little bit now. Um, you throw Allen Robinson into that wide receiver room. I think. What is what's it actually going to change well, though? I think the Allen Robinson signing. Well, he may not be a number one at this point. Honestly, maybe borderline the third best. Yeah. In that in that locker room, considering you have Pickens and Johnson is very very much solid, and he's been solid for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it brings that veteran presence. Robinson has been a- around the league. I mean, I know Johnson obviously has been there for a while, but uh, Robinson's been around the league. He's been on multiple different teams. You have a young quarterback like Pickett. You want to try and you know build up that offense and maybe get a reputation in that locker room. I mean, Tomlin again, a great coach. Najee Harris didn't have the best year last year. You get those, some of those veterans and really beef up what they need. Yeah, Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Uh, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, terrible, is not a great terrible, coach. Terrible, terrible. So that's my point when I refer to, like, yawn and these issues with receivers. Not even issues, but just, like, it all goes back to Matt Canada. Okay. I'm not a Steelers fan. Which, no, 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 but, but that's, any, that's any, valid. That is valid. It, it all has to do with Canada, and I don't know. He should not be calling the offense. No, not, not at, all. at all. We can talk about that more throughout the season yeah. next year and everything but get rid of Canada and then you can actually start doing something I very much agree Damar Hamlin cleared to return to football one of the best stories coming out of the NFL this week yeah and it's a phenomenal story that the entire world not even NFL world world period has been following um since the incident and I guess it was January it yeah. was yeah it was the January f- first or second week of January yeah um I'm just looking forward to tracking this and see how it progresses, see how his health progresses if he returns to the field, if that actually ends up happening. Um, it's a phenomenal story. I believe he did have a press conference, whether it was yesterday he or did. today. Yeah. Um, a very, I mean, I'm I'm just happy that he's got his, he has his presence back in the locker room. You know, yeah. a lot of those guys were worried that they were never going to see their teammate again. Mm-hmm. And seeing him around the entire team, being able to do whatever it is, whether he's lifting or maybe not, I don't know. We're going to have to track the situation again throughout the summer, Walking what he what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, but being cleared, just an amazing, amazing feat to, to conquer. Yeah, it's really good. Now, we, we talked a lot about the draft last week, I feel like. We brought up some, some points. But today, we really only have one, and that's Bryce Young. Basically locked in at number one now, or not? 
that's my question to you, I considering think, he canceled all of his other meetings after meeting with the Panthers. In Bryce Young's eyes, that means he's locked in at one. Or nece- not necessarily. Maybe it means he's locked in at two, and we don't know. Maybe Carolina has told him that we're going with C.J. Stroud. Um, I think Bryce is going to be the number one overall pick, though. I think a lot of people would agree with that at this point. But even so, Carolina's done a great job of not showing their cards. A lot of people, we don't know. There's still a strong chance uh, for C.J. Stroud. We really don't fully know what's going to happen. I just think this proves he's going to be one. I think it's more of a a case where (coughs) he walked out of that meeting and what they said, what he said, they're in agreement. He's going to be that top pick regardless. That makes sense to me. I'm not anti it. I'm looking forward to talking about it next week as well. I agree. I agree. I was gonna say we will we will be drafting the top ten again, and and especially talking about the next two rounds. Yeah, we always talk about rounds. Late round yeah, the late rounds, the late round steals. Uh, well, with that being said, we're gonna get into the halftime hustle. We've got drip of the week to start. And do you want to go, or do you want me to go? You can go first. All right. What I've heard about. So mine is kind of a weird pick, okay. but um, you might be a, a bit upset with this. I'm kind of calling out the sellouts here in New York. Yeah. The sellouts that are the Yankees. Okay. Because this weekend, the Yankees prepare for the Angels to come to town. Yeah. Well, they've prepared. They know Shohei Otani's a big name. And that big team (laughs) store has lots of Otani's jerseys stacked (laughs) in there. So, I don't know whether this is a drip of the week, an anti-drip of the week, a sellout drip of the week. I don't really know. I think sellout drip of the week. Yeah, I just like, this might be the first, but... That's just so weird to me that they're selling another team's jersey in their store. You know. Not even just like a throwback, like a whole other legit team. It's weird, but it, one, it's the Yankees. They're the most valuable franchise in all of um, U.S. sports. Nobody's even sniffing them. Um, I think like the Dallas Cowboys are second, but there's yeah. like billions of dollars behind them. Um, it's weird, but the Yankees like to make money, and Otani is the greatest baseball player on planet Earth right now. Why not make your bag? I and just, why, I mean, maybe other teams well, will start I was going to say, now it might honestly open the door for other teams to do it. And, like, is it is it that outlandish? It's bad, uh, from a, from, a, from a business perspective, no. From, like, a fan perspective, if I was a Yankees fan, like, if the Phillies do it, I actually will just be like, what are you doing? Well, yeah, from, like, a fan perspective. But the Yankees, like, I understand that they're more than a baseball team, and they're unique in the way that they yeah. ran. Yeah. And people will come to New York on vacation, and they will make a point. Like, people from out of this country will make a point of going to a Yankee game, just to say they went to a Yankee game. So, I understand it. I think it's stupid, obviously, to have a, an opposing team's player player's jersey in your own gift shop, but... I don't know. I don't hate it that much. And I understand what the Yankees do. That's how they function. I, again, business business side, I understand, but sellout trip of the week. Oh, <laughs> and I'm glad that there is a sellout trip of the week. I like that. I like that term. Let's see if there's ever another <laughs> one. Um, my trip of the week, also from the New York Yankees, and that is Jonathan Mawizaga, uh with some bubblegum bubble on his, the top of his hat that he didn't even know about. Um, and news came out today that the founder of the uh, bubblegum hat was Josh Donaldson, a person who I do not like at all. Um, and he had a rehab start last night, and he still had hamstring tightness. 
and I like people to be healthy, and I wish Josh Donaldson the best, but please do not be in a rush to return to the Bronx. Regardless... Is he in Scranton right now? Uh, I think he's in double-A, actually. Okay. Um, either way, uh, Jonathan Mawaisica took to Twitter and referred to Josh Donaldson as the... or direct quote as El Atur Intellectual, which means the mastermind. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Behind, behind the bubble, bubble hat. Um, I think it's funny. It reminds me of like Little League. You pray your little buddies. Um, I love baseball. So I, I love baseball. So I love baseball. Yeah. We talk baseball every week, and I always say I love baseball. <laughs> um, going on to our players of the week, I'll start because mine is kind of boring. Uh, well, boring in the sense that I already mentioned it, and that's Bryson Stott breaking the uh, the hitting hitting record this week to start out of the season. Uh, 17 games, man. That's that's impressive. A lot of hits, especially for a player who's technically in his second year now. Yeah. Um, very impressive. You know I'm a big Bryson Stock guy, so mm-hmm. uh, had to, had to throw a shout out in there for him. Very quick player of the week. Very nice. My player of the week is a little more complex, a little more in depth than the. Please do explain the, the caverns of Twitter. <laughs> that is John Rice Plumley. If you are not familiar with this young man, you should become familiar very quickly. He's a starting quarterback and starting right fielder for the UCF Knights, University of Central Florida. And last Friday night, he went two for three with a triple and two RBIs um, in the game against Memphis and for UCF playing baseball. And he left uh, in the seventh inning of the game, the middle of the game, he left to go play in UCF spring football practice, like their game, like the main one, in the same night. So this game started at 5 p.m. The baseball game leaves at uh, leaves during the seventh inning and goes and play football. Wow. Football right after it. Um, and I've heard of two sports stars, and that's a huge thing. But to be doing it at a high level, D1, is so phenomenal. It's something that we don't see every day. Um, and the fact that he's doing it in one night as well. It's not like the baseball game was at noon and the football game is at 8 p.m. This is 5 p.m., 7.30. Leave your game early because you have to get to the football game. Um, he also transferred from Ole Miss. I remember watching him play football at Ole Miss. I didn't watch him play baseball as much, but he did the same thing there. Um, he's a phenomenal athlete, and he's six feet tall, which is always funny to me because I consider myself six feet tall. I would say I think we're, we're around the range of six foot tall. So I, so. I make it very <laughs> clear on this podcast. I like to see people that are around my height uh, performing well. That's why you That's why you wait for Bryce Young's height to come out. Exactly. I'm taller than him. <laughs> well, a very impressive player of the week. Uh... But with that being said, we're going to move on. We've got playoffs in both of these next leagues, and that's the NHL to start first. The puck has dropped, and we have all eight of our series underway. Yeah, the puck has dropped, and it's been a uh, postseason of upsets so far, and more specifically, upsets in the Western Conference. Um, I pose you a question of upsets so far. Is there a biggest one? Obviously, there's only been one game. Um, through all the series, but in the Western Conference, which one has been most surprising to you? The Jets, easily, and By that's far. the one that I—that's the one that I put first um, because mm-hmm. I was just so shocked at it last night. I was watching that game, and honestly, the Knights defensively looked in shambles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets were so much faster out of the out of the break. Um, literally, anything that went towards Knights like territorial ter- territorial side. The Jets were on top of it. They went up 2-0 easily in the start of the second period. Saw the breakdown of the Knights' defense in, you know, that back line and just really did not, you know, adjust to it at all. Um, They got one goal off. I think those last two or three could have came from – or, well, no, then they went up 3-1. So I think those last two probably came off empty netters. I I didn't watch the end of the game. Um, But just 
crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I really had no faith in the Jets going into the series. Neither I still think the I. Knights. I still think the Knights will come out on top, but who knows? Because this matchup did not look good last night. No, and that's kind of something that we saw like across the entire NHL. And my pick for the most surprising was yeah. Seattle getting their first ever playoff win at Colorado yeah. in three-one convincing fashion. Um, also last night. Yeah. Just an insane night of hockey in the night before. We've had multiple overtime games. We've had blowouts. We've had every style of hockey that you could possibly want. Um, Which is why so I put, fun. I love playoff hockey. I yeah. do. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, again, you like the Seattle getting that first playoff win ever, monumental. Yeah. And especially in Colorado. Yeah. Against, against the, the reigning def- champs. The defending champion. Like, crazy. Crazy way to yeah. start out the postseason. I think they actually have a shot to win that series. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. The way that they've been the way that they played last night, yeah. there is a way. That's very much fair. Like they they played very convincingly. Yeah, and another team that I want to talk about, I believe that they uh played tonight, and that's Edmonton, who dropped yeah. their first game in overtime against the Los Angeles Kings. That's double the, OT, I think, right? Well, or no no, that was the single Min- OT Minnesota game. Minnesota, Minnesota Dallas was the double was the OT. Double. Yeah, yeah. Um I just wanted to say like that's exactly what Edmonton does not want to get into. They do not want to get into the high-scoring game. Or, like, the goaltending is the way that they get into problematic situations. And they got into a bad situation via goaltending. Connor McDavid got shut out in that game, did not uh, register a point. Not a good formula whatsoever for Edmonton. I still think they win that series, but not pretty. Again, looking at it right here, they're up three. Well, they were up two nothing and let up three goals in the third period. Mm -hmm. Made them allowed the Kings to come back and the Kings going taking it away and getting that overtime win, getting the goal in overtime to to win it and seal it. Um, No, Edmonton, especially when it comes down to that third period, they have to be on top of their game at all times. Them in particular. Yes, like, which, to teams. I mean, I took the idiotic pick of, of picking them to win it all, but yeah, you did. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> um, lightning, the lightning striking hard in Toronto um, last night. Victor Hedman not even on the bench, not even in the line last night. Uh, and still, they came they came away with a 7, was it 7-3, seven 7-2, to 7-3 three, seven seven to 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 win. It's a lot of scoring. A lot of scoring. To shut down a high-powered Toronto offense as well. Nobody believes in the Toronto Leafs. No, Nobody no. ever will believe in them. But 7-3, it's still impressive. And more than anything, you stole a, a road game. Yeah, and good. and especially, you know, started it out in convincing fashion. Two quick goals to start the game. Not even really much question from there. Toronto looked in shambles throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a pretty dirty hit in the second period. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, momentum was with the Lightning the entire game. And I think that's... I, I think that's how it's going to be all series, just because Toronto is so, so bad in the playoffs. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> and you mentioned momentum, and I'll talk about the Rangers for a second. Momentum was with them the entire game yeah. against New Jersey. And I don't want to, like, discredit the Devils because it's one game. It's a seven-game series. They're going to come out hungry tomorrow night. The Rangers could easily drop that game. Also, I don't want to dis- I don't want to cut you off, but I don't want to discredit them because of nobody even expecting them to be here. The Devils? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm going to say. But, like, last night, they looked like a JV team. Like, they were just outmatched in every facet of the game of hockey last night. And you could tell, just, like, from an um, experience perspective, you look at the Rangers, you look at Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, these guys who have been, they've been to Stanley Cups. Multiple have won Stanley Cups. The Devils don't have that. And they have Jack Hughes, a 21-year-old, who finally had his breakout season, had 99 points this year. That team runs through Jack Hughes, and that's perfectly fine. 
but he's a 21-year-old who has never been to the playoffs. And again, Devils, phenomenal season. They had the second biggest point increase from one season to the next in NHL history. No, only one other team has ever done more than what they've done in this year. They've had a phenomenal year. There's still six games more to go. They can win this series. But from what I saw last night, they are not ready for the playoffs. It's They're not just, there yet. We talk so much about experience, 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 whether that's the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, and no matter what league you're in. You need, you need experience on yep. your team, and when you're running it through a 21-year-old who, yes, is a star, has proved this season that he was great, but really they need the help experience-wise, and I just don't think they're at that level yet. They're, they're not. They're even sooner than the Rangers were last year. They're so much further yeah. ahead. Because that, yeah. ran- that Ranger team last year that, like, quote, was ahead of schedule, it still had pieces, though. Yeah. It still had but, like, all-stars that were veterans. The Devils have absolutely no one. Outside of Jack Hughes, yeah. they're, they've got a ways to go. However, this could, even even just them being in the playoffs, being in this series, could draw a lot of people yeah. there. Yeah, this is huge. It's huge for them. Uh, we, we mentioned it before. We already talked about the Oilers, but a double overtime game in the first night, but two overtime games in that night. Yeah. So and- the, the Wild and the Stars. Minnesota Dallas being the other other one and Minnesota getting that win. Um, as I said, only the away team, the lower seeds in the entire Western Conference, won all of game one. Which I don't know how often that has happened. I don't have the statistic, but that's not the case in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference split, I believe, Tampa and the Rangers winning on the road and then the two division winners winning at home. Um I think that's like one of the most difficult series to predict of Minnesota and Dallas. They've been very similar the entire season. They've been close in the standings. We've been talking about them. Um, I believe both of us picked Minnesota. But double OT, there's your proof that it's, those teams are even. They're going to – this This whole series is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be whoever can come out on top and win these gritty matches. Like you said, a, do, a double OT game, it's proving that they are, they are right well. on par with each other. Yeah. Um, it's not going to matter where these games are played. Home or away is not going to do anything. Talent-wise, they match up almost identically mm-hmm. like they're not it, this is going to be the most drawn out series in the playoffs can't wait for it i can't wait either i'm very beginning. excited i know <laughs> we're only through one game in each series yeah. like next week <laughs> next week's gonna be so exciting oh wait before before we move on um okay. and we get move into the nba i just want to say this about the nhl and i want to say this specifically about the rangers and this might be um, that I'm a cheapskate and I don't pay for TV streaming things. I don't have a streaming service. This is about a before. This isn't even like sport related. This is like yeah. television broadcasting. Um, and as I've learned things in my journalism classes here at uh, Syracuse University, specifically Newhouse, um, the Knicks played on Saturday and then they had two days off, so they didn't play again until Tuesday. So you have the Rangers and you had the Knicks and you had the Yankees all playing on the same night. Now, if you're the Rangers, you are by far the least popular out of those two. Like, those three teams, people are going to want to watch you the least. And if you're the NHL on top of this, you can put the Rangers on that Monday. You don't have to put them on Tuesday going up against the Knicks. You knew the NBA playoff schedule was already out. You had the MLB schedule. You did not need to put the Rangers on that Tuesday night going up against the other two. One, it makes it miserable for me because I have to switch between all three games. Um, But... You do not need to do that. And if you want to grow the game of hockey, which they've been trying to do, they've done a very bad job of it. It's by far the least popular out of the four major sports in the U.S. If you want to grow it, don't put the team where a ticket to a playoff game is $100 more than any other team at the Garden. 
don't put that team going up against their counterparts. Don't do that. People aren't going to watch it. No, I, 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 I very much agree with that. I mean, like you said, um, the whole least popular trying to grow the game. I agree with that as well. They had the game. They had the two Eastern or well, obviously they lined up. It was uh, the Rangers and Lightning were on at the same time, and mm-hmm. those were ESPN and TBS, and then yeah. obviously mirroring it was Vegas and uh, what was the other game? Uh, Seattle, Seattle, yeah, Seattle. Uh, were on at the same time on both networks as well. But really, um, trying to rival the NBA playoffs, they're not going to be able to do that. But it, when you're going like teams regionally, Within like you don't, you don't want to, well. yeah, you don't want to do that. It's just you're you're going to diversify like yeah. all of your viewing, and you're not going to do anything. You, you should you're know get it. No numbers. You should know it as well because you have the Islanders on Monday night. But well, it's also not nobody even nobody cares about the Islanders. But it's all it's also not even like. Like, Newark is playing against New York. Like, the New Jersey, yeah. I should say. Not Newark. Like, it, well, they're playing in Newark. But, yeah. like, both of those teams regionally, like, are huge. Like, Newark, the New Jersey Nets, who are now in Brooklyn, like, they they play on Monday, right? Not Philadelphia. They yeah. play on Monday, not Tuesday. So that made sense. You match that up for the New Jersey and Brooklyn team. Like, the subset, the less popular version of the New York ones. Why not line them up? It doesn't make sense to me. It's weird. I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> no money being made is all I'm is all I'm hearing. Uh, finally, getting to the NBA, the NBA playoffs, we've had a couple of stories come out, a couple of injury stories, and we'll start out with those um, with this Bucks and Miami series. Uh, Giannis leaving the game early Sunday. Hero Tyler Hero also breaking his wrist. Now he's out four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, but Miami taking game one. How devastating is this Giannis injury going to be? Is he going to be banged up for the rest of the playoffs now? I don't know what his health status is, but any game that Milwaukee does not have Giannis on the floor, I'm going to say they're doomed. Like, even against Miami, I don't care if Hero's not out, they still have Jimmy Butler. They still have a star. When you step down from Giannis, who are you stepping to? Like A Chris Middleton that has not played in the entire season. That's what I mean. Who, like, who is your go-to Drew Holiday, guy? who, you know, is, is good, is solid, but definitely not the top That's top what guy. I mean. So, like... Can they make it out of this Miami series without Giannis? Maybe. But I'm a Knicks fan, so I have bias. But even Cleveland, if Giannis, I don't I think Giannis will be there for that. But if he, you make it to that second round without Giannis, they're doomed to either Knicks or Cleveland. I believe Giannis is expected to play tonight, so I don't know how but I'm just saying, like, I don't know how like well he's going to perform. That's what I or mean. how bad this back injury exactly. is going to, you know, how much will it mean for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Miami makes it out of this series, I don't see there any way of them beating. No, they're not getting. I mean, again, the Knicks or the Cavs. It doesn't yeah. matter who comes out of that series. I don't think Miami beats either one. No. Uh, but the Bucks, it's going to be interesting because especially they were they were easily the favorite. Giannis went down. Now Boston's mm-hmm. the favorite. Yeah. Well, I believe Milwaukee was also the betting favorite to win the entire NBA Finals. They're the favorite to win the championship yeah. going into yeah. the postseason as well. So. You're a betting man or woman or they them. <laughs> We're, we like to be inclusive here on the City Sports Podcast. Very inclusive. Um, w- watch Milwaukee. Those those odds can just watch watch what changing. watch what Giannis does tonight. Mm-hmm. Now that they're underdogs, maybe it's a good time to take them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia and Boston, the two teams that are likely to match up against each other in the second round. Knocking on wood for that. There you go. Going up 2-0 very easily in the first two games. And I have Philly shockingly because not shockingly because they've won. Shockingly, because in the second game, Joel Embiid only put up 10 points. And they still uh, won pretty convincingly. Yeah. For both of those teams, um, Boston against Atlanta and 
Philadelphia against Brooklyn. It's just been effortless. It's not even. Teams. It's not even close. It's not a challenge. And uh, I'll talk. I'll talk Philly just yeah, because obviously um, I'm I'm big on them. Obviously, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, Harden looking phenomenal through the mm-hmm. first two games. Uh, one guy that I really want to shout out is Tobias Harris, twenty plus in both of those first two games. Fantastic performance from him and Tyrese Maxey last night or Monday night, putting up thirty three points to lead them to a victory. Um, all the all the role players stepping up because they see. Embiid getting doubled, Embiid getting all this attention because that's what happens when it comes to an MVP. Um, he's uh, these these players really helping him out. They went down in the first uh, the first half of the game. That I think at halftime they were only up about four, if they were even up. Um, and they they came out on top. They did what they needed to do, and they had the, their guys step up when they needed to. Even the bench putting it together. A, a couple of beatball Paul chants in the first game, so I love <laughs> that. Uh, but. No, and this is this is what I've been saying with this Philly team is that no matter what, when these guys are at their best, they'll win. They'll win convincingly, and they'll do what they need to do to win, even if it's against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you could say big whoop, but a win is a win, and a winning a playoff series takes team, and this is this team is ready for it. For now. Ready for the big time. We'll find out in the next round against Boston. Well, same thing. I was going to say same thing with Boston. Boston goes down first quarter last night. Um was I think they were down maybe 11. Again, it's the first quarter, but uh they came back one very convincingly. They were up basically at, by at least 10 the rest of the game. It actually was a super quick game. I didn't even realize it had ended when it did. <laughs> um obviously my roommate Casey's a big Boston fan, so he had it on and when it ended I was like I I didn't even realize it was over. Lincoln is yeah. Gone. Um but also Trey Young looks awful. Like yeah. he's not even He's not even trying. You, you could tell. Did you see the NBA players survey of the most overrated player? Fifty-five NBA players uh, took a survey, um, and Trey Young was voted number one most overrated player in the NBA. And it's very, very prominent. And what was funny to me, I'll mention the Knicks because in the same survey, uh, Coach Thibodeau finished at number one uh, for the coach that you would not want to play for, like on another team. People don't want to play for Tibbs, and that's okay. I don't care about that. But R.J. Barrett caught a stray for most overrated, which is so funny to me because nobody, talks nobody about ever him. talks about him. <laughs> and in my opinion, you can say R.J. Barrett's underrated because of that. Whatever, I, w- I, w- I would ESPN say R.J. Barrett made like, top 100 players under 25 like a couple of years ago, and R.J. Barrett didn't make the list. And now some random person saying that he's overrated. I don't I don't know. That's that's unrelated. I think it was but, Zion. But Trey Young, as you said, he's been he's fallen off I a think- little bit. At least. And this is a hunch. Obviously, I don't want to assume anything. I don't want to put out false reports. But it really, like, it's hard to believe that this guy is trying his hardest right now because the way we've seen him play in the past, and we saw we saw him light up uh, Miami when they played. Mm-hmm. Like, he was playing phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really don't think he wants to be in Atlanta anymore. No, and I think he used to want to be there. And we saw yeah. him in 2021, and I had to end up hating him as a Knicks fan. And then, and then I did as well. Exactly. Don't worry. Took them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's not where they're at this year, at all. No. So no. Something uh, to with them. Going on to what I said was probably going to be the most exciting series of the entire playoff, and that's the Suns against the Clippers. Kawhi and Russ, a little bit of trouble for the Suns. Now it's a one-one series, but yeah. I think a little bit of trouble is a fair statement. I wouldn't give it a lot. Um, Kawhi but, doing a very good job of defending KD. I want to say. Yeah, and I think. I think Phoenix still ends up winning the series. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a little surprised at how good the Clippers have looked. I'm a, I'm impressed. I did not think that they would come out as hot as they were winning game one on the road as well. 
Um, Stealing a road game is huge. So it's always good to have it in your back pocket. Um, I quickly want to say as well, uh, my near player of the week, I almost picked this person as my player of the week, and that's Chris Paul for overcoming the Scott Foster curse. Um, if first win. If you're unfamiliar with this, it's the first time since 2013 that Chris Paul won a playoff game that was refereed by Scott Foster, which is just an insane statistic he was, that, he was, ha- that has happened. Scott Foster was 14-0 and against, against Chris, Chris Paul. Paul, which is so funny. Um, and there's a Scott Foster parody account on Twitter that said, like, before the game last night, it's between me and you <laughs> at CP3. It's so funny. Um, Chris Paul is almost my player of the week because of that, just getting over that hump with uh, the Scott Foster curse. It's funny to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, phenomenal for him. I think, uh, again, like I said with this Wild uh, wild and Dallas series, the Minnesota and Dallas series in the NHL, this is like that. I think this is like that, except – more talent on both sides yeah that's fair that's a fair statement uh again don't pay attention to the seating this is the best series this is the best series you'll see at least in the first until round, yeah probably. in the first round yeah. it, it's gonna it's gonna be a top three series by the end of the playoff yeah. i don't care i'm convinced by it that's a fair statement um ja morant hurting his hand will it benefit or hurt memphis and uh, that's a weird statement for me to put out there but i'll let you answer first and then i'll make my claim uh, well, based on you suggesting that, I think you're going to say benefit. I'm going to say it hurts them, but I'm also going to say it doesn't matter because the Lakers are winning the series regardless of Jaws' status. Yeah, um, first off, Austin Reeves. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. He's putting on a show. want to give him a shout-out. Yeah, and LeBron bought No, I don't want to talk. I just want to say LeBron. LeBron bought into his own lying thing, saying, like, I, whatever he said after the game. He said, I knew I knew he had it in yeah, him Yeah, okay, LeBron. Okay, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry, I just want to um, throw him in there. I do think the Lakers are going to win the series, and we both predicted that, yeah. which was – everyone was saying it was shocking. I don't think so. Because people yeah. were saying that the Lakers were, like, a top five team to make the finals, which is insane to That's me. That's a little bit much. Uh, but this is why I think it's going to benefit Memphis. And I even saw this in the last, like, four minutes of the game when Ja went out. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, you never want to prey on a, a player's downfall, like their injury, or anything like that. Because I think they're saying that there's a chance John misses the game tonight, but yeah. he could be back. At the, I, I don't fully know. But I think Memphis, when Jaws on the court, simply put, the offense is run through him. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw it last year when Jaw was out for however long. They went on like a 26-game winning streak. Yeah, that is true. I think when Jaws off the court, they play more as a team than when he's on the court and he tries to take all of the offense for himself, which yeah. is why I think that Memphis has a shot to win tonight if John Moran is not on the court. That's a very fair statement. I'd agree with you. I mean, even just look at it in the last four minutes. They were putting they were putting up corner threes and stuff like that, and Ball it was movement. just you, you saw a lot more life out of this team because every other time it's just John Moran dribbling at the top of the key trying to drive in and dunk yeah. on someone, and that's exactly how he got the injury. You went to go try and dunk on someone or try and put a layup and his hand fell back and uh, the posters hurt his are wrist. cool though the pictures <laughs> yeah but the, the pictures are cool when you're down 20 and then losing but doesn't matter uh should i start off with the with the controversy or should we end with the controversy here on this last segment can i throw on the knicks before we do oh yeah yeah actually? i forgot because i forgot i forgot i didn't put them in. yeah i, go ahead, I, go ahead, I know go you forget before, I, i'm sorry i'm be- sorry before we get into this last team one i just want to say that jake hates the knicks and i don't i never, don't i don't hate the knicks i don't hate the knicks they lost by 30 last night so i completely 30? forgot about it was it. like 17 what are you talking about they lost by like 25 no they didn't they lost 107 to 90 17 exactly. <laughs> okay my keep apologies hate, keep hating on the knicks <laughs> Um, 
I don't need to. I don't need to go that in depth with them. But I will say, Cleveland went thirty-one and ten at home during the regular season. They were twenty and twenty-one on the road. So winning one of those road games is huge. Taking a road game was big. Yeah, it was big. And now you have, uh, you you even the home court. You get three at the Garden, which is one of the hardest arenas to play in in the entire NBA. Dare I say that? Um, and I'll just quickly say this team goes as far as Jalen Brunson takes them. And the entire year, I've spoken about the big three: R.J. Brunson and Randall. I'm focusing on Brunson now. He is the guy. And last night was not his night. 20 points on 5 of 17 shooting. One from 8 from downtown. Not good. Not good at all. You look at game 1. 27 points on 11 of 24. That's what they need from Brunson. An efficient night for him. Exactly. They just need efficiency. Not bad shots. I don't care about game 2. When we're looking at the bigger picture with the Knicks when they win the NBA Finals this year. Which they won't. But if they do, nobody's going to care You're about You're just looking for the series. You're just looking for the series. Exactly. That's my goal. Um... That's all. That's all I wanted to say about the Knicks. I'm feeling good. I'm no, I will say I will say I was shocked to see them take Game One and, and play as well as they were. did. Yeah, um, they good. I'm they did look good, but then obviously the next night Cleveland comes out and knew exactly gonna be what, knew exactly what yeah. they needed to do. That's, um, and that's, that's just what, what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last series. Yeah. And I guess I'll I don't I'll, I'll start off with the controversy and then finish with the close. Okay. Obviously, so the Kings and Warriors, uh, if you couldn't tell. Um, Last night, Draymond Green thrown out of the game. Or was it? Yeah, it was last night, it right? It was last night. No, it was two nights no, ago. No, okay, yeah, yeah. Monday night. So. Apologies. Steps on DeMontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, curb stomps him. Yeah. Gets thrown out of the game, and now he's uh, suspended for the next game. Got pay. Was it a stomp, or did he have nowhere to place his foot? You know. <laughs> um, I, I'm not an advocate for violence. I don't like it. I don't think it has a place in the game of basketball. In other sports, it does. But I do think, and a lot of fans would agree with this, it's entertaining when something out of the ordinary happens, like Draymond Green stomping on Sabonis. Um, no, it was totally intentional. That's that's what I'll say firstly. And the reason I say it's intentional is you watch the video, and Draymond steps on him and then jumps up like he stepped on a comically large spring he in a cartoon. Like, I can't and lie. He flings himself up into the air. He, you don't do that if you accidentally step on someone. We we talked about the Mario movie two weeks ago. He looked like Mario jumping like to for try a, and like hit a, hit an item box. Exactly. Yeah. Um, trying to hit his head on the brick so he can get a power up. That's exactly what it looked like. Um, totally intentional. You already have a bad track record against you, Draymond Green. Um, and like Sabonis writhing in pain, like. It makes sense. He probably stepped on his diaphragm. The guy probably yeah. couldn't breathe. Like, everything made sense. Um, I don't want to say it's expected from Draymond, but if Draymond It's not a do shock. It, it's if, not expected, but it's not a shock. If Draymond didn't do it, I'd expect Grayson Allen to do it. Yeah. And after that, I don't know who, I, who else I would expect to do something like that. Certainly a stomp. And his argument was... Uh, you know, Sabonis was holding his ankle and stuff like that. And again, Sabonis was holding his ankle. His I will say him. Sabonis was holding his ankle. I'm not saying that that did not happen. But, and they said this on Inside the NBA after the game. Imagine I'm holding your ankle. So then you decide to get your leg free, grab a chair and smack me <laughs> with it because I was holding your ankle. <laughs> it's like not comparable at that point. Um, the suspension is completely valid. The flagrant two is completely valid. I don't want to hear any BS about Draymond not being flexible and can't put his foot anywhere else because the guy purposely jumped on him. Yeah. Like if you, if you don't believe in the, like how intentional it was, 
go into your living room and have your buddy lay on the floor and grab your ankle, you will not step on their diaphragm. That's not what's going to happen to you. You're going to fall forward or you'll fall to the side. You're not going say, to he jump up and He would have fell off the other yeah, leg or that, something. That's, that's how grabbing someone's leg works. Not what Draymond Green did. <sighs> I don't know. Um, but this brings me to the question. You know, the Kings are now up 2-0. They lit the beam mm-hmm. twice, which, again, amazing atmosphere, amazing two. games. Love this series so much so far. How legit are they? If they make it out of this series, how far can they go? Both of us doubted them. and I, 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 I will did say, I did doubt them. I, I was actually bashing them for be, even yes. being an 830 game on Saturday yes. night. I, I will be the one of the first to say, one of as in the two of us, um, we were wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. very much. We were wrong about them. I think they can get by Golden State. I don't like to switch up. I'm still gonna ride with Golden State, obviously. But they win this. They're looking at the Lakers. They could make the Western Conference final. It's not that insane. It's it's not. I think that's their. I think that's the point. I think that's as far as they can get. I'll yeah. say. I don't um, think they can make. They. The I don't. I don't think they could beat Phoenix or Denver or whoever else is to yeah. come out of there. The Clippers. Any any anyone else from that side of the bracket. Bad draw for them. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're to fe- see Memphis in the second round, I would still say that they have a good, a great matchup there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, again, like you said, we were wrong about them. They're very convincing, very yeah. good team. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, great performances from him. Demonte Sabonis, he, I said he was the one guy that had the the playoff experience for a bit. He's proving that he's a player that you know can be clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy for Sacramento. I really am. Don't know how much farther they're going to go, but I'm excited to see the end of this series and how far it goes. Yeah. Only the beginning. Only the beginning. A little further than the NHL, but only the beginning. Yeah, certainly only the beginning. Only the beginning while while they're waiting for this playoff (laughs) to wrap up, while they're, you know, watching all these exciting games, Wally. Where can they find us? You can hit us up at Sling Sports on Instagram, at Sling underscore sports on Twitter. The number one way to know when all episodes are dropped is some sweet graphics containing the type of content we're putting out there for each episode. Amazing, amazing stuff. Next week, we have our big NFL draft preview. We're going over all of the playoffs. The MLB is still going on. We've got a lot going on here in sports. Not much time left for season two, so you're not going to want to miss any of these episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.